At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Last week, on the Sunday before the 4th of July, we shared title of our message was Liberty. And we shared a little bit, I gave you a little bit of a history lesson on the United States of America, just a short one, and tied into that, connected that with the liberty and the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus. And today, I want to stay with that. Rest of this month, I believe I'm going to stay with talking about liberty and freedom that we have in Christ Jesus. And um, I want to make this statement about liberty. About liberty. I'm going to give you a definition in a moment of what liberty is, but I want to say this about liberty. It's all through the Bible. But liberty in a person's life comes from and through kingdom authority. Liberty in your life, freedom in your life comes from and through kingdom authority. You receive the authority that you have in Christ Jesus, that kingdom authority, you receive it. But then it has to flow through you. You have to believe in it and it has to flow from you, through you, for liberty to be manifested in our lives. The definition, there's many definitions of liberty, but in the light of what I'm sharing with you today, I give you this. Liberty is the quality or the state of being free. What's the enemy against freedom? Tyranny. Not just in the natural land, but spiritually, the enemy wants to rule and oppress you and keep you from being free. Mentally, emotionally, he he doesn't want you to be free spiritually, and he works overtime and he's good at what he does. Even though he's defeated, he's good at what he does. He wants you to be oppressed. You realize the devil really doesn't care. I mean, we don't really care what the devil thinks. But messages like this are in line with the Scripture that says, give the devil no place. So you have to expose him, you have to know how he operates, so that you can enforce the defeat that's already been done to him and all of his cohorts. Everybody say, the devil is defeated. Right now, not, not later, but right now. Amen? He's defeated. What Jesus did was enough. But the problem that humanity has is whatever the distance is between your two ears. That's humanity's problem. And if we don't win that battle, then He paid the price, but you remain defeated. You you remain oppressed and under the thumb of the enemy. God didn't create us to be that way. He didn't create us to live that kind of a life. Say it, I'm free. I'm free. Who the Son sets free 
is free sometimes? No. He's free indeed. He's free to always. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I don't care what I feel like or the way it looks or anything else. I'm free. Can you say amen? amen? 2 Corinthians 3 and 17 says this. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. If you break that verse of Scripture down, you look in different translations and you look at the literal here, it words it somewhat like this. The Lord is the Spirit. And meaning that the Lord God is three parts. He's Father, He's Word first, who became Son, and He's Holy Spirit. Can you say amen to that? And so, the Lord, one part of Him is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is in operation, there's liberty. If you're born again today, the Spirit of God is inside of you. That doesn't necessarily mean that the Spirit of God has been given the freedom to flow through you. Wow, God will do whatever God wants to do. Not so. If that was true, if that was true, we would not be living in this hellhole of the planet Earth that the planet Earth is living in and dealing with right now. You think God's in control of this mess? Not my God. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness of it, but who did He give authority to? He gave it to Adam and Eve, and He never took it back. They gave it up, but He never took it back. Jesus brought it back to us, but we've got to understand how to operate in kingdom authority so that liberty is everywhere we are because I house the Holy Spirit, so everywhere I am is liberty. If, if the Spirit is having His way in my life, I have to yield to Him. Read all of Romans chapter 8, finding out about yielding to the Holy Spirit. You don't yield, Holy Spirit will sit on the sidelines and let all hell break loose against your life. That's not his desire, that's not the heart of the Father, not any of those things, but if we don't allow, we don't come to the knowledge of God's will and his understanding, and then learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit that is to reveal this truth to us, then liberty cannot manifest. I wish it could. Believe me, especially in my early days, I looked for a lot of shortcuts. But there's no shortcuts with God, but yet there's nothing difficult. Everything we do with God in this life, it's open book. (laughs) Every test you have in life, it's open book. And His book has every answer. The, The Holy Ghost living inside of you and I, He knows everything about everything in every situation. He's got every answer already, and He lives inside of me. Wow. He knows everything. So why do we have anything to be depressed, oppressed, frustrated about in any way, shape, or form? Even if everything's not going your way. What do you say to do when things weren't going your way? 
complain. Rejoice. Everybody say rejoice. rejoice. Glory to God. That's what he said do. You know what the definition of rejoicing is? First off, it's putting a smile on your face. Everybody do that. Secondly, the definition of rejoicing is leaping. Then it says another part of the definition is spinning. Smiling, leaping, spinning, and shouting. So when you're driving down the road and things don't seem to be going good, and you pull off to the side and you're standing out there jumping and leaping and spinning and shouting, it doesn't matter what people think. What matters is you get that mess shut down by doing whatever you have to do to focus on the things of God. He said rejoice. And then he said again, I said rejoice. If you didn't get it the first time, he said it the second time. That's what you and I are called to do to allow the Holy Spirit to have His way inside of us. But you stay locked in to the lies of the enemy, what He's telling you. He works overtime. He has no power, no ability against your life except for you, except to lie to you and you to receive that as truth. In other words, in other words, God's Word says thus and so. And you choose to believe what you see with your eyes, hear with your ears, or the way things feel, you believe that over what God says, then he's got you. Remember, the devil is defeated. This isn't a message to exalt the devil, it's to expose the devil. He's a liar and he's a cheat. He's absolutely defeated. You don't have to, you know... Receive something from God and declare that God's word says so, and you don't have to knock on wood being afraid that it's not going to actually come to pass. You know what? I'm going to take a commercial break right in the middle of my message right here. I just touched this card. For three weeks now, I've meant to remind you to pass these cards out. How many have been doing it? Three of you? I've passed out no less than 15 of these in the last month, a little over a month. It was June, 1st of June, because I encouraged you to let people know about this place. I can't tell you the amazing opportunities that I've had to minister to people. Um, where's Joey? <laughs> Joey and I yesterday <clears throat> uh, were able to put a card in a guy's hand. He's not here, is he? You didn't see him, maybe. Anyway, so this guy was in a big old truck, and he was parked it at Starbucks, and he turns to try to get his big old truck, and he runs over this car. I mean, he's had massive, like, tractor tires on this truck, and he runs over the front end of this car. Am I telling the truth? And he backs the thing up, you know. And Joe and I are sitting out at a table, and we're watching the whole thing, and he's looking up at us going, you know, man, you know. So in a little while, these two women come out, and he's telling them all about it, you know. So we're leaving. We're, we're, we're walking down the stairs, and this guy comes out with all these drinks. And I said, man, I'm, 
that was horrible. Here he goes. Man, he told us, I mean, he talked to us for, what, next 45 minutes probably, <laughs> 30, 45 minutes telling us all about what happened. He's an ex-cop, and, you know, he, this, these people, these ladies were all mad at him and all this kind of stuff, saying all kinds of things. Anyway, we got through the whole thing, and I said, hey, I got, I got before you leave, I got something to give you. <clears throat> and so I said, I don't know if you believe in, this is the way I say it, okay? If I'm coming to somebody, I go, remember, this is a commercial. Okay, I'm getting back to you. So, <clears throat> so I, I'm going to hand it to somebody like this, and I'll hold on to it. And I'll say, look, I don't know if you even believe in church life, or you like church, or you do whatever, you know, but, but we'd love to have you come and, and uh, worship with us at our church and see if it's the right place for you. You know, I'll say something like that, you know, and then I'll give them the card. And, uh, and so that guy took that card, and man, I mean... Like, he, it was like I'd given him, you know, a, 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 a roll of money or something. You know, he, 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 and he said, I, I can't tell you how, how, how much that means. He said, I'm going to come. And he said, where is it? What time does it start? You know, he said, I, I, you'll see me one day. He said, I'm, I'm coming. And, but just the, the, the other things that we were able to talk to this guy about and minister to this guy, I mean, he got, he got connected to the presence of God through the Spirit of God in us. Listen, what, what did we just say? The Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and freedom. And where did, where did that guy's name go? On my prayer list. From now on, that guy will be prayed for, right? From yesterday on, that guy's prayed for. So now the Spirit of the Lord had an opportunity to, to come into this guy's life. Do you think God doesn't want people like that? I mean, just, you know, the guy seemed like a good guy, but just his vocabulary said he hadn't spent a whole lot of time, you know, letting incense arise and praise and worship come from his, his life. And God wants that. That's, and, and, and so that's why, that's my card, sorry. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 but I'm giving you this one. See, no, this is yours. Yeah, you, you can have it, so you can give it to somebody else. Yeah, because yeah, I have a whole stack. Yeah. No, that's right. Anyway, so I just encourage you, rest of the summer and beyond, just be aware of people's lives. People need hope, and they need a place to come find out about hope. So just put them in their hands. It's not, it's not about... It's not just about just people coming to the church. It's about we got something that people need. Amen? You, you, anybody in this town needs to hear the message I'm bringing to you today. People need to hear it. So just get it in people's hands. Eh, that's it. So, into the commercial. John 8, 32. So, 2 Corinthians 3, 17. Now, the Lord is the Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is in operation, there's liberty. Okay? John 8, 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What are we talking about? Liberty, about freedom. And you'll know the truth. What truth? You're hearing the truth preached, but that won't liberate you. It, 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 it starts the process. But the real liberty comes from the spirit of truth revealing the truth. His job is to reveal all truth. He said... You will know the truth, and one translation says, and the truth you know that's been revealed to you will set you free. Not just the truth you know up here. That's the beginning process, and that's good. 
but it's got to go from here to here. Where does that come from? Understanding kingdom authority. Understanding through the revealed word by the Holy Spirit, kingdom authority that produces liberty and freedom. God wants you and I not just to talk about being free. He wants you and I, he wants you and I to live free. Can you say amen? My definition of the kingdom of God is this. The kingdom of God is the realm in which God is in dominion and His will is fulfilled. The realm in which God is in dominion and His will is fulfilled. God's way of thinking and doing. God's kingdom is His way of thinking and His way of doing. So you and I have to think like Him so that we can do like Him. And I'll say it like this. We've got to think like Him, but then we've got to do as He would do. You can't just kind of think like Him. That sounds pretty good. And then just do it your way. doesn't work. We've got to think like Him and do as He does. That's the kingdom of God in operation. God wants the kingdom working in you and I. 1 Corinthians 4.20 says this. The kingdom of God is not in word but in power. The kingdom of God is not just you reading about it. You know, I love, I love good history books. I love to read good novels, you know, and uh, I love to read good novels that tie in history in the novel. I love, to, I love to read that. And you read about kingdoms of the past and all kinds of things, and you can read the Bible about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is within you. You know, it, it's not meat nor drink. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's all about, you can read all about that, but actual kingdom manifestation is not in word. It's not just what you read, but in the power that's demonstrated. I'll read that definition again. <clears throat> kingdom of God is the realm in which God is in dominion and His will is fulfilled. So, God is in dominion of His kingdom. God thinks the way He thinks. He, does, he has never changed His mind, ever. He's never um, said, well, you know, I kind of meant that, but I really didn't. Well, you know, I, I meant that then, but, you know, uh, times change. Not God. That's not God's way of thinking. In this world, people might say, well, you know, that... that, that, that Bible stuff, you know, that was good for back in that day, but, but that's just not relative to today, okay? That's not God's way of thinking. You know why? Because the Bible says God's Word is the same yesterday, it's the same today, and it's the same forever, and it'll never change. God will never change. Everything He said when these pages were first written, is the same thing he means today. The only thing that changes is revelation. And that revelation changes when people get hungry and want more of the things of God. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> but today what we're talking about is liberty and freedom that comes to us through understanding the kingdom of God authority that we have in the earth. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, but He gave authority to the sons of men. 
He gave authority to you and I. He gave authority to the sons and the daughters of mankind. And it's been that way with Adam and Eve. It was that way all through the 4,000 years of the authority being usurped. Jesus bringing the authority back and up until this day and forever and ever. That's the way it is. Earth is the Lord's fullness, but He gave authority to you and I. So, this passage that I'm going to read to you out of Romans chapter 8 and verse 1 through 4, I'm going to read it out of the Passion, and I feel like it says it the best in what I'm trying, what I'm attempting to get out today concerning the liberty and the freedom that we have through the authority that we understand that's connected to God's kingdom. Verse 1. And I'm reading, did I say I'm reading it out of the Passion? Yes. So now the case is closed. What case? Go back and read chapter 7. But I'll, I'll tell you at the end of the fourth verse. So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the Anointed One. For the law of the Spirit of life flowing through the anointing of Jesus has done what? Liberated us from what? From the law of sin and death. For God achieved what the law was unable to accomplish because the law was limited by the weakness of the human nature. Thank God that our dependency is not on our ability. Hmm? My confidence is every day I'm learning to be more faithful. I'm learning to be more consistent. I'm learning to do things better in my life. But my confidence is on His super getting on my natural so that what I do is supernatural. Hmm? Remember, He's not the doer of you. He, he doesn't do it. When people say, well, I'm just waiting for God to do it. You, you, you wait till, no, till, till there's no time left. Because he won't do anything for you. What he does is, he helps you do what you need to do. He's the helper, not the doer. That's where a lot of people get, get confused and very mixed up in, in the world that we live in. Waiting for God to do what God's already done. He's already done everything. He's done his part. Now, we're joint heirs with him and now we've got to do our part by doing what He says and doing it the way He would do it. And it will take you the rest of your life on planet Earth to learn how to do that. So you've got no place to go. So stay busy learning His ways. Right? That's our, that's our job. That, that's our part of this whole thing. So that we can operate in that authority that He gave us in the earth. The earth is the Lord's. Fullness thereof. It's His. He made it. He created it. It's His. But He gave it to Adam and Eve, and He never took the authority back. They had it on lease. He never took it back. There was an enemy for 4,000 years that operated in the earth trying to convince people that He was the new God. But Jesus came and brought back to us 
the authority that God never took back, but he took it away from the enemy and gave it to us. And now we have to learn how to operate it. That's our responsibility. He said, For God achieved what the law was unable to accomplish because the law was limited by the weakness of human nature. Yet, God sent us His Son in human form to identify with human weakness. God sent His Son so He could know exactly how you feel when things don't work the way you want it to work. When something happens that you didn't intend to happen, He knows exactly how you feel. Clothed with humanity, clothed with humanity, God's Son gave us His body to be the sin offering so that God could once and for all condemn the guilt and the power of sin. Everybody say the power. See, sin had power and authority that operated against all of humanity. So now... Every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us. I tell you what, that statement right there is liberating. Everything he did for us can be fulfilled when Christ is revealed in me. Christ is revealed in you. And you know what? At the end of the day, that's why we need each other. Did you hear me? You need other people that believe the Word of God. You need people because you don't have it all. We're part of a body. He's the body, Jesus is. But no one person or a dozen people can be the whole body. We need the parts. That's why you need to be busy being a blessing to people instead of judging people. Leave the judging to God. God will make sure that everybody gets their comeuppance and all that kind of thing that you want them to get. Just don't judge people, love people, right? Through love, serve one another. Let the love of God flow out of you into them. Let people learn things about God from you so that they can grow up and get delivered and not live under the tyranny and oppression of the enemy. But as this, this verse I just read, so now every, oh no, uh, clothed with humanity, God's Son gave His body to be the sin offering so that God could once and for all condemn the guilt and power of sin, so now every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us. You move out of the way. He lives his life in you and through you. And all, all that God has promised comes to pass. I mean... I'm not just trying to give you, you know, I'm not trying to be a cheerleader, encourage, you know, letting you know that something good's going to happen in your life and then it not happen. If Christ is revealed inside of you, you spend your time learning how to overcome issues and obstacles of your past, lies of the enemy, giving the enemy no place in your life so that you don't make decisions that are tainted by lies of the enemy where he's tried to control in your soul. The enemy tries overtime to control, to get you distracted so you're moved by what you see, how you feel, how things appear to be, based on what other people said instead of what his word says. That's why around here we talk so much about building a daily routine in the word of God. That's why we teach Connect Equip classes. 
on how to build a daily routine. Because in the building of a daily routine, then the Word of God that's coming out of your mouth on a day-to-day basis is changing the way you think. See, confession of the Word is not to change your circumstances in the moment. Confession of the Word daily is to change the way you think so that by faith you can see circumstances change. We believe that around here more than we believe anything else. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you're born again, then your spirit man is saved. When you're face to face with God, you'll have your new glorified resurrected body, the salvation of your body. All that really matters on planet earth after you're born again is that your soul be saved day after day after day. Soul salvation is the renewing of your mind, changing your thoughts and your way of thinking from the world and the world's way of thinking that you grew up on or however you grew up in in your growing up and renewing your mind with the truth of God's word so that now you think like God, you operate like God, so you're operating in kingdom principles and what happens? Liberty and freedom. It manifests. Seems real simple. And, And it is... It, it, it's, it's simple. It's very simple to the point that most people miss it. Or a lot of people miss it. But it's not easy. Simple and easy are two different things. It's very simple. It's elementary. It's childlike. But it's not easy because you have to stay consistent with it. And no matter what it looks like and no matter how long something is taken for things to change in your life, you have to stay with it. And if you don't stay with it and you back off from it, No manifestation. So he said right here, so now every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us. This last verse. And we are free to live not according to our flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. Gosh, I love that statement. We are free to live Not according to our flesh, our carnal nature, our five physical senses trying to dictate the outcome of our life. They're liars. (laughs) Your five senses are liars until they're renewed and developed to think like God thinks. They're liars. Lying, cheating, because the devil uses those over time to convince you that what he says the way it appears to be, the way, the way other people tell you it is, is more real than what God said. I'll just tell you, if you're really going to grow in the things of God, you will end up living a kind of lonely life. Well, Pastor, that's, that's not very encouraging. Because you, you can't hang with everybody else. You're, you're, you're called to minister to everybody else. But you can't hang with everybody. They'll talk you out of it. They'll talk you out of it. In my 45 years of salvation, there's been seasons where God said, <clears throat> I don't want you to spend time with those people. So, led by the Holy Spirit, I went and told the person, God told me I can't spend any time with you. That's not God. You just kind of start 
not spending as much time, just subtly. You're still friends with them. You still love them. You still want to be around them. And more than anything, you still pray for them. But God's saying, they're contaminating what I'm trying to do in you. Can't allow it. You're going to grow up in God. You have to have family. You have to have connections. You have to be a part of something that is bigger than you are for you to grow up. But at the end of the day, you can't just do whatever seems right and feels right. You can't just go everywhere you want to go. I'm just talking about growing up in God. You can't just do anything you want to do. You can do anything God allows you to do. But you have to learn how to know his voice and what he's telling you so that you think God's trying to make your life miserable and keep you from doing all kinds of things. That's not God. No. The more you love him and the more you understand him, then your desires become, your, his desires become your desires and he brings those desires to pass. He's not going to bring to pass desires that you have that are not from him. So this whole learning process is learning how to be sensitive, how to yield to his voice, how to know his voice. Listen, God is not schizo. Well, God said this, and then you see somebody a week later, well, I thought God said that. Well, he changed his mind. No, no, no. God's not, he's a whole lot sharper than, he doesn't change his mind all the time. But it's us trying to find out, and that's fine. I've said God said, and it was not God said. But what you have to do is you have to learn how to repent for things like that and say, you know what? I was wrong. I've had to go tell people, you know what? I told you that. <clears throat> that was wrong. I, was, I missed it. I, I, I spoke that out of my emotions. I did something out of my emotions. We just have to learn how to do that. We have to learn how to yield to him, to know him, and it takes time to do it. And you'll make many mistakes at it along the way. And that's not a bad confession. I'm saying you'll make mistakes at hearing and not hearing because there's so many voices. And they're all counterfeit voices. And so many of them at times appear to be God. But when they're not, we've got to admit that that wasn't God and not try to make something happen and come to pass. Just admit it. I missed it. Wasn't right. Wasn't God. Now I'm going to do what God says. And the more you do that, God, God's voice becomes louder to you. See, because his voice is a still small voice, the Bible says. It's, it's still and it's small. Bert. 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 The enemy's out there. Bert! Do this! Right over here! Oh, that's God! The enemy's like that. But God is... God doesn't push his way into your life. So being confident that what he did for me is really mine, but more than anything, what he did for me is for other people. More than just for me, what he did for me is for other people. Can you say amen to that? What he did for me is for other people. No question about it. He did it for other people. Can you say amen? So, what we read right there in that passage is that we have authority to be free. God's given us authority to be free. And I'm going to end with just reading to you what Jesus did for his disciples, how he's given it to us, and then a last verse 
about letting the enemy know he has no place in us. Luke 9.1 says this. Then he called his 12 disciples together and he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He called his 12 disciples together, gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Luke 10.1 after, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also. So here there's 82. And he sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. 17th verse of chapter 10 says, Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He's given us authority. So he gave it to the 12, he gave it to the 70, the 82 had it. <clears throat> they were rejoicing because something real was manifesting on the inside of them. Authority was given to them that even demons would bow their knee as a result of the anointing on their lives. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> so, what I want you to see today, and I want to end with this one verse. What I want you to see today is this. That when we experience liberty and freedom because of the person of the Holy Spirit revealing the truth of God's word to us, and it becomes real to us. And we learn how to take the word of God daily. Speak and declare the word over our lives. You need to be speaking the word over yourself before you speak it over to anybody else. Because if you're not thinking correctly, your prayers aren't going to be effective for the good of other people. <clears throat> and when we do that, and we see the liberty and the freedom that God has given to us. From that liberty and freedom comes this authority to operate in the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, God's way of doing and thinking and operating, where his will is established and it's fulfilled, in the kingdom of God, in the earth, circumstances change. Then we become the fulfillment of what Colossians says, that the hope of the world is Christ revealed in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The hope of the nations is not a new president, a new government, a new this, that, or the other. The hope of the nations is Christ Jesus revealed in us. And us walking and operating in the authority that he paid the price for, for you and I to be set free. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> so then, this is what I leave with you today. James 4-7 in the Passion Translation. <clears throat> so then, surrender to God, submit to the things of God, let God be in control. You learn from God, know about God, know how to yield to the voice of the Spirit, know the things of the Spirit, Su surrender to God, stand up to the devil, and resist him, and he will flee in agony. He will flee in agony. You know why? 
He flees in agony because now when you resist him in the name of Jesus as a result of what you believe, it's as though Jesus is saying it to him and he's going, oh my God, there's another one that believes. There's another one that actually believes that what he says is going to come to pass. Because he got it from God, he got it revealed to him by the Holy Spirit, it's become real to him, and now you don't even have to yell at the devil. You can. Right? If I'm speaking to the, to the enemy over something in, in Randy's life or somebody else's life, and I'm speaking over that, all you got to just say is, no, no, no. When you know what it is, listen, if you can yield to God about things that you need to see in yourself, then you can see things about other people or situations. But he'll only show you things about other people if you can be trusted. Oh, well, I saw this thing about Randy. Let me tell you what. No, 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 that, that didn't work. We're not gossipers. No, we're here to see people liberated and free. And if you, you'll begin to see other things about other people so you can pray for them and release them. And all you got to say is, no, you, you, you spirit of anger, let's say, you spirit of anger, you flee now. Did he, did he say, resist him, stand up to him, resist him, and he'll flee in agony. You know why? Because when Jesus is speaking to him, he, he just has to crumble because he's defeated. If you're speaking to him without the anointing of God, eh, you know, he'll, he'll play around with you. He'll bounce a ball off your head or something. You know, he'll, he'll do all kinds of things with you. It, it's a joke to him. These people are nuts. They don't even know what they're doing. But when you're anointed by God because you've learned from the word and learned how to yield to the Holy Ghost and there's liberty and freedom operating in your life, when you resist the devil, you stand up to because you're not afraid of it. You're not knocking on wood. Well, you know, the devil might come. Let him come. Right? Every time I preach a message like this, exposing the enemy, you, you, can, be, you can expect for stuff to get stirred up. Why? Because he's hearing a word preached where he knows I believe this. He knows I believe what I'm preaching to you. But the problem is, so many of you already know what I'm saying, and this is just adding to what you're receiving, and it's building you and strengthening you that much more, and he doesn't like that. So we're going to be afraid of him because of that? No, all he has is lies, and so everything he tries to say or do, it's a lie, and believe that, not anything else. Resist the devil, and he will flee in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.